Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm John Yelenic. And yeah, we got a little bit of a different crew this week, but uh, still got a bunch of stuff to talk about here. Uh, oh, some yeah. things related to the new consoles and some to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a bunch of dicks bragging about screwing people over on uh, PS5s. Yep. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that. Uh, there's two games that got uh, PC ports by like a, a fan developer that uh, I guess if you want to, you can play them. I, mean, I don't know if the demand was there, but, you know, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Maybe tell you what like it is. The, the well, best way that you could play it at this point? Yeah, because honestly, you don't want to play it in its original form. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, uh, just, I mean, just trust us on that. Yeah, well, well I, I mean, I think the real question is... Yeah, that's uh, what we'll try and figure out here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's another classic uh, JRPG from the PS1 days that's getting a port uh, mm-hmm. to the new... Not the new consoles, but the... PS4 Switch and some other platforms in remastered form. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's I never played, but was always one of those that I heard some interesting things about. Uh, there's a game that got a sequel. It is getting a sequel mm. that I don't think people ever expected to. Uh, there's a company that might be getting acquired by somebody that is awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, new studios formed by people you might actually want to support. Yep. So who knows? We'll see how all this goes. But uh, yeah, for the time being, we'll talk about what we've been doing and uh, playing here. And uh, for me, I got my PS5 in uh, from Danreb. Uh, pretty quick shipping. Mm. Uh, he sent it out Wednesday night. Uh, and I got it on Saturday. Uh, with, good. with Thanksgiving mm-hmm. there, I was like surprised by that. <laughs> Uh, I figured that would be the thing that would just cause a whole mess. But mm. I guess now that the election's over, there's no reason to delay packages anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and yeah, it's it was a little bit tough setting it up because I was getting weird. There's like HDCP handshake issues for whatever mm. reason. Uh, I would turn it on and it would just... I get the HDR notification that it's on, but then the the screen would be black and I'd change HDMI cables a bit, mm. turn it on and off a couple times, and then it would finally show up. I don't know what the problem is, but it it's not doing that anymore. It was only doing that during the setup stuff. Mm. Really, so I don't know what the heck was going on there, but uh, that was a bit annoying, and I ran into a couple of points where it seemed like pressing the download button on uh, stuff would just hang for a while. Uh, the one was during the setup where it's like, "Hey, here's all these media apps. Uh, you wanna, you wanna download some of them?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. These probably aren't gonna be big downloads." And then it just stayed there. Mm. I was like, "What?" Because during the process, mm. it also says like, "Hey, if you got a a game on disc that you wanna put in, it'll install and you know download the update or whatever while you're finishing up." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, "Did that mess it up?" Something because I put in Miles Morales. You know, I probably shouldn't have because I had the the digital edition, but uh, I ended up swapping that out. Putting uh, Borderlands Three is the the physical game that's in the system right now, mm-hmm. so I can get that updates. 
And yeah, once I got it all uh, the setup process, it worked out just fine. Uh, it was neat mm. using my uh, phone to log in with my account. Mm-hmm. So it just pops up a QR code. You pull up the app, and it's like, hey, show it on the on the camera here. And it picked it up and logged me in. I didn't have to do about do any dumb password stuff, so that was pretty fun. I uh, started downloading stuff, and that uh, took a while, as was expected, because it was like, hey, download Demon Souls, and here's Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, and some of these, like, oh, 50 gig games. That's going to take a while. Got a few others downloaded yeah. uh, in the middle there. Uh, I did think I probably shouldn't have. I put a, put my PS4 external hard drive on there for a sec just to see how that would go. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial thing was like, oh, there's something weird going on. We got to repair the hard drive. Or whatever, mm-hmm. which is what happens when, like, the power goes out and my PS4 mm-hmm. turns off unexpectedly. Yeah, I like, oh, something happened. We gotta repair your hard drive, and then you sit there, go through that, and all that. So I was like, well, maybe I'll get through faster if I can just transfer some of this stuff off of the, mm-hmm. the PS4 hard drive. So I was like, ah, screw it, take it out. But in that process, uh, oh, we can't download this because the external is not there or there's not enough room or whatever. And I was like, what? This is like a hundred meg. Uh, just restarted it and it uh, worked. I think the, and yeah, downloading miles Morales was a weird thing. Cause the initial install was from the disc and I wanted the digital edition. So I had to delete that through the weird versions, the PS5 version, which also initiated the download for the PS4 version. And then that, that's, I had to flick. So yeah, on here, I downloaded uh, Defense Grid 2, mm-hmm. Clicker Heroes, a bunch of uh, SteamWorld games, Salt and Sanctuary, Resogun, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, and uh, mostly got everything downloading. And the nice thing with the, the media remote, I uh, got to play a few games on it. Uh, no Man's Sky is the, the big one I played. Uh, this is the PS5 upgrade which uh, is a great version of the game. Probably the best of the of the, the console releases for it so far that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it runs smoothly. Runs on PS4 Pro. Uh, it's kind of a little bit hitchy, frame rate-wise. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't running at like a smooth 60 or anything like that, so mm-hmm. uh, that was a nice uh, part of it. Uh, and yeah, like they announced ahead of time, like, yeah, they're going to have like increased vegetation and all that all over the the various planets. And I think part of that update also just kind of fleshed out the sort of mm-hmm. stuff that can generate into planets. So I was seeing a lot of uh, types of trees and creatures and such. I was like, I've never seen anything like this mm-hmm. before, which also added to it. Uh, uh, the controller stuff they're doing is pretty neat. Uh, when you're mining, uh, you know, it has like a heat bar. So as it gets to the uh, filling up, the controller, the trigger is like actually pushing up, mm-hmm. uh, keeping you from pressing it down uh, until it uh, gets all the way to the top when it's when you've met, uh, overheated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of neat to see. Uh, and when you're flying the ship and like launching, 
it does a lot of neat little like resistance things to uh i guess showcase that like their uh controls for those ships uh is not necessarily i don't know, I don't know how it would actually mimic that stuff but it provides some neat little like resistance stuff to it. it's like oh this this thing controls a bit weird i don't know if it's supposed to mimic like a like a joystick control uh like flight stick control kind of thing uh, or you might have more resistance on your uh triggers on that kind of stuff i don't know but uh it's pretty neat when you use it and the the rumble stuff they do is pretty subtle for the most part but it it works out pretty well mm-hmm. um let's see i played a little bit of miles morales the opening and that looks good the uh, the rebel stuff they're doing is pretty neat. Uh, the trigger stuff is actually pretty neat as well because you get uh, a little bit of resistance to uh, the web's uh, swing stuff mm-hmm. uh, when you're throwing out a new web, that kind of stuff. But uh, it works out pretty well there. Uh, and the Pathless is the other game I got a bunch of time into, which uh, uses the adaptive trigger stuff mostly to t- let you know like when the uh, the lock-on for one of the, the gems is uh, finished. When you've actually got to hold it down for like a, maybe like two seconds to lock on. Uh, so once you do that, it gives you like a little rumble on that to let you know that that's done, and you can kind of go do that. Uh, so yeah, that kind of works out pretty well. Uh, when you uh, in That one I played through the first area and beat the first boss. Uh, which I hadn't done on PS4, and uh, yeah, when you get the the enemies running around, uh, the big big boss running around, you feel the rumble uh, of the ground, and that uh, is pretty well done. Uh, but yeah, like all these games are running really well, so that's great to see. Uh, even playing stuff like uh, Rocket League and uh, clicker heroes and I even start a bit of defense grid. Like the, the load times are definitely improved a good bit. Uh, I think I was posting on Twitter, like here's load times I measured for the games that matter for the ones that I picked. And like clicker heroes uh, on my PS4 pro is about 30 seconds to load into the game. Mm-hmm. And on PS5 was 18. So it's like pretty good time there. Uh, defense grid. Uh, two is like 28 seconds to load into the menus. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 20 on PS5. Mm. Like even the the loading into the missions was like like get a, it's pretty fast anyways. Like two and a half seconds on PS4 Pro, but it was like one and a half on PS5. So some good improvements there. Uh, and I guess the the one game I haven't uh, played on the new consoles was Tesla Force. I streamed that last night on uh, mm-hmm. the Twitch channel. That is the new game from Ten Tons. It's a follow-up to uh, one of their previous games called Tesla vs. Lovecraft, which was a dual-stick shooter where you're Tesla and you're shooting a bunch of Lovecraft creatures because you've angered HP Lovecraft and all that. Uh, this <laughs> sort of a follow-up uh, where it takes pretty much all the same enemy types and controls and mechanics and uh, adds some new ones on top of it to make it a roguelite. Uh, so you're kind of going through, I think it's three chapters. Uh, there's a bunch of stages in between. You kind of get a choice of which like mission to take on for the next thing. 
there's a few different mission types. Uh, there's one that's kind of uh, uh, where you're doing research on this hive that is uh, kind of just a survival mission. You start the, the research and you're like 75 seconds. You have to survive uh, waves of enemies, that kind of stuff. Another one is where you're going around blowing up these statues that appear that are Cthulhu statues. Mm-hmm. They have these dudes that are essentially generating uh, enemies out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to take the the guys, but also destroy the statues. You have to blow up three of them, then you get out. And there's another one that is uh, you're going through these Aether Rifts, which are these uh, little points where you got to just stand inside the circle and uh, take out enemies uh, to stay alive. You got to take three of those out, and uh, there's maybe like one or two more other types of missions, like boss fights, that kind of stuff. Uh, and you're just picking through which ones, and as you do your upgrades between runs, you get the ability to see like what sort of upgrades they have or see more of the missions uh, ahead, so you can sort of plot a path of you know least resistance or better rewards or whatever. Uh, through the map, and you eventually get to the the end where you're fighting the the big boss, mm-hmm. uh, which for like the first area is kind of this uh, big enemy that uh, essentially does this weird uh, like stomp attack. Mm-hmm. Sends this wave that at you that uh, you either gotta get out of its range or di- uh, dash through it mm-hmm. uh, to avoid its damage or else it could just fuck you up. I got my first run. I died to hit cause I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, what's this weird wave thing? And then boom, it hits me and I'm dead. Like what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, it does a big dash attack at you. So you gotta watch out for that. But, uh, yeah, I managed to beat that on one of the runs and got to the, the second area. Uh, the neat thing is that the, there's more than just uh Tesla as your team as Maybe it'll tell from the the title. There's a force of scientists that are fighting back the Cthulhu uh, mm-hmm. menace. Uh, there's so far I've got uh, Marie Curie as one of them. She is super fast, I believe, but she has less HP than Tesla does. I believe the other one's like Charles Darwin as mm-hmm. uh, one of the others. I'm trying to look. They mentioned him on the, the Steam page here. Uh, Charles Darwin. Okay, don't load the, the page here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Charles Darwin. There's Shelley. Who's Shelley? There's Becquerel. Dylan. Oh, Mary Shelley. Oh, mm. Frankenstein. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's created something different called Meckenstein. <laughs> so you know. So that's been what I've been playing. So how about you, Brandon? Yeah, uh, as for me, I've been playing, still playing uh, Cold Steel 4. I'm just about finished with it. I'm at the uh, next to last boss, and then after that is uh, the final boss to fight. Or is it? Because I've been told that there's actually a secret ending in Cold Steel 4, but in order to see it, you actually have to go through, uh, go through the game once before you can unlock it. So, gonna see how that works out, because uh, it's getting real interesting as we're getting 
close to the end here. Um, but yeah, uh, and as of that, uh, something else I've been sort of experimenting with. I don't know if you guys are familiar with AI Dungeon. Nope. Okay. Not. Yeah, okay. So AI Dungeon is a thing that you can play online. It's basically a... It's like a... Uh, one of those, like, old-school, like, Zork-style text adventure games. But it gives you a whole bunch of uh, scenarios you can start with. And the entire thing, the entire story is basically built by the by the game's AI. So it's very unpredictable. Um, you can do, you can play just about any kind of story you want and do just about anything you want to do. Now it's get it's better now, um, and obviously though because the AI is still. Uh, evolving uh on occasion you will still uh encounter some weirdness here and there um but if you get a chance yeah give it a give it a give it a shot it's actually very addictive i won't lie um but uh yeah pretty much until uh cyberpunk comes out uh week after next this is pretty much going to be what my gaming is going to be like um, and yeah, I just realized that, yeah, the game Cyberpunk comes out, uh, next week. Hey, well, yeah, next week. Holy crap. Yeah, okay. Crazy. Yeah. Like, 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 like thinking of, yeah, like think about like how close we are. Like, like, it, like it almost doesn't feel real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But, uh, and of course, for those who don't know, I am going to be the one who's reviewing Cyberpunk 2077 on Smashpad. So, Look out for that in the next few weeks or so. Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, John, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I've been, uh, yeah, just playing more on my, uh, more on my PlayStation 5. Uh, almost had a little bit of a, uh, mini heart attack before the show started because <laughs> I was playing, I was playing a little bit of, uh, Spider-Man Remastered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- things are running smoothly. I was enjoying the game, um, you know, being upgraded on the PS5 and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, my game just crashes. Uh, like, well, not the game, the, the game crashes, but the, the, co- the whole console crashes. Like, the whole thing goes down. Uh, like, it just, like, cuts to black. Like, the console just turn, like, shuts completely off. Uh, and then, uh, y- you know, like, I, I wait about, like, a minute, doesn't come back on. So then, like, you know, I, push the power button, it comes back on, and it starts, like, going... I think it says something, it's, like, rebuilding the database, uh, and then I had my external hard drive plugged in, too, so then it had to go and repair that, too. Mm-hmm. And then, after it got done repairing the external hard drive, it stayed on, like, a gray screen for, like, a full minute, minute and a half, uh, mm-hmm. and, like, nothing happened, and I was just like, oh, shit, did my console just, like, get bricked, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I was, like, a little concerned that, like, uh, five hundred plus dollars just went down the drain, but no, uh, I just uh, I ended up just like holding down the power button so that the console turned all the way off and then turned it back on, and it's it, it yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean it's working again now, so yeah, crisis averted, thank God. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I've been playing um uh I I played uh Spider-Man Miles Morales this past week. Uh, I actually finished it. 
uh, a little shorter than I was expecting. Like, I had heard that it was kind of like a shorter game, but yeah, it, I mean, it was probably like, probably finished in around like seven or seven or seven or eight hours. Uh, okay. but, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, pr- pretty short game, pretty fun game though. Like, I'm definitely gonna try to go back and, um, like platinum that. Like, it, it just feels really good to play. Like, uh, like ever, like everything about like, how it plays feels like an improvement on the, like, early so far, like, I think it feels like an improvement on, you know, uh, Insomniac's, uh, Spider, like, like the first Spider-Man game. You know, like, 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 I'm really digging the, uh, uh, I'm really digging Miles' new, uh, powers that, you know, Peter didn't have, like, you know, like his, like, you know, like, uh, electric, uh, Venom strikes and whatnot, as well oh, as, yeah. like, his, like, being able to turn invisible. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, to turn invisible actually like it, it makes the game stealth a lot more fun mm. because like in spite in the first Spider-Man, I felt like when you broke stealth, like it, like yeah, I felt felt like whenever you broke stealth, like you either could you know continue fighting or try to get away. But it, I don't know, I thought it was kind of like difficult to get away in that game just because you know, uh, or, or at least more difficult than it is here just because Peter can't turn invisible. But like yeah. you know with with uh, Miles being able to turn invisible, it makes like being able to break stealth, uh, and yeah, like it makes being able to, uh, like get away after you break stealth a little more fun, and mm. also it kind of like uh, encourages me to like you know just purposefully break stealth sometimes and like you know maybe like you know maybe like cause a little bit of a ruckus and then just like you know turn invisible and just slip out of there and uh, try and you know, repeat that until everyone's taken care of. But yeah, yeah, Miles Morales is a uh, pretty, pretty good game, and I really can't wait for, uh, yeah, really can't wait to see what else Insomniac's got cooking for that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then other than that, um, played Astro's Playroom, actually platinumed Astro's Playroom. Mm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, uh, uh, Dan Reb wrote, Dan Reb wrote a really good review on it, and yeah, like, it's, uh, it's definitely a great, uh, like, it is a great launch title for the PlayStation 5. Like, it is, mm-hmm. like, I remember, I remember him talking about it about two weeks ago on here. Like, he was saying, I, I think that he said something along the lines of, like, it is a love letter to pretty much anything that has been, like, you know, remotely associated with PlayStation in the past, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, mm. like, ha- like half the fun for me was see, like, like throughout the game, you see like these, uh, you, you see like, uh, like the Astrobots, um, like reenacting, like, uh, was it reenacting like scenes from like uh, different like uh, games that were either like PlayStation exclusive or like popularized by PlayStation. And like to me, half the fun was just going around and seeing all those. Like, 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 like you know, like uh, I think I mentioned like before. Uh, I think two weeks ago, after and I'd only played at the first level by then, but I think I mentioned uh, like the one where it's like the you know the one that's dressed like Solid Snake. Uh, it's like hiding under the cardboard box and does like the little chime if you punch the cardboard box. But like, 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 it, like it's really cool to just like see, like, like you know, just like see like what exactly is in this game or like what exactly is like being like you know tributed you know what exactly has like a tribute in this game like i think there's one where it's like uh uh it, it's like a symphony of the night uh reference where mm-hmm. you, was you come across a coffin 
And, like, if you, yeah, I think it's, like, if you punch the coffin, then, like, Alucard comes out, and, like, mm-hmm. every time he pops up, he'll have, like, a different kind of object with him. Like, uh, sometimes, like, I think sometimes it's, like, a sword, sometimes it's, like, a hairbrush, and he'll just start, like, brushing his hair and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, uh, but, but, yeah, Astro's Playroom, uh, defi- definitely, definitely a very, very delightful game. And, mm-hmm. uh, Sackboy is, a, Sackboy, a big adventure is another game I've been playing. I, uh, does it? Uh, in the process of like writing my review for it, and mm-hmm. that's also another another very delightful game. Like it, it is very charming. Um, and yeah, yeah, like, like pretty much everything about it is charming. Like I mean, how it looks, uh, the character designs, um, you know, like how many clothing options there are for Sackboy, and like you know how, like pretty much how much you can dress him up. Uh, the the music is great too. Like they, like one thing I didn't realize going in was that. Uh, this game uses like licensed songs in it too, like because because like you know they have the OST which is really really good, uh, but then like I think there was like w- one level where uh, like yeah I think there was like one level where like um what, what is it like the level is literally just set to uh, Let's Dance by uh, David Bowie, <laughs> um, like yeah and like they have like a whole assortment of music in there like. Yeah, they have let let's dance. Uh, jungle like one level is set to Jungle Boogie. Uh, one of them has like a uh, has like a kind of like techno remix of Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> and yeah, it's um like it, like it it definitely like kind of made like it, it definitely kind of made for like a little bit of like a pleasant surprise, you know, like going into. Like, you know, like going to a level and then like you know just hearing like these songs and being like, oh hey, I. I like, like, and just being like, oh, hey, like, I remember this song. Like, like, it's kind of like if you're, uh, if you like listen to the radio and then you just like hear a song that you haven't heard in a while and you're just like, oh, I remember this. Like, <laughs> that's very much the kind of feeling that I'm getting from, you know, hearing some of the songs in, in these levels. But yeah, uh, but, but yes, yeah, Sackboy's definitely been, been a pr- pretty good time so far. I've, I've been having a lot of fun with the, um, uh, surprisingly with, like, the speedrun trials in there, mm-hmm. um, because, like, it, it's actually, like, a, like, the, the movement in the game, uh, like, you know, if you, if you just, like, watch, like, a, you know, if you just watch, like, a playthrough or whatever, like, it, you know, the, like, the game doesn't exactly look like, doesn't exactly look like it moves very fast, like, the, uh, the, yeah, like, it, it isn't, like, a game you would think would be, like, you know, yeah, it isn't exactly like a fast-paced game. Like you can play it pretty slow-paced actually. But like um they kind of afford you like some like like there there's this one um like movement option that you have where you can like um after you dodge, you just mash the dodge button and Sackboy just starts rolling around and basically that allows you to kind of move through places like at a pretty quick pace and it makes like like and, and that's been my main tactic in these speedrun challenges, and it turns out that like Sackboy is like might be kind of a fun game to uh, attempt attempt a speedrun of. Honestly, like it's a uh, like yeah it yeah I don't know I'm I'm just really enjoying the uh, the the speedrun challenge aspect of it right now. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, yeah, and yeah, that that'll do it for me. All right, 
Yeah, so kind of still getting into the PS5 thing uh, for at least two of us here. Uh, Brandon's hoping he can get one, but maybe just be getting an IOU yeah. uh, at this point. Uh, for whenever you yeah, and can. if you want to, yeah, and if, by the way, if you're also thinking of like, okay, so maybe I can't get a PS5, but maybe I can get an Xbox Series X. Nope. Yeah, they're all gone too. <laughs> yeah the the one order I did get on an Xbox was for a Series S, uh, uh, and even then it's still a pre-order because it's I think the arrival date they initially gave me is January fourth. So that was like a couple weeks ago I made that order. So people that are getting theirs now, I don't think are getting them for a while. Mm. But I'm fine with that because one, it's not going to charge till the ship. So, you know, if I don't uh, end up wanting it, I'll cancel it. No harm, no foul. Uh, and if I do, you know, it's just going to replace my One X, play my Xbox stuff that I can't play on PC here, mm. and all that. So I think it'll be uh, suitable for that. Uh, and the one thing I noticed is that my uh, PS5 now kind of sits in front of the the sensor for the remote for my TV. So now I have to reach a little bit uh, further around with the remote to get to recognize it, because they were smart and put it on the bottom of the TV, mm-hmm. where, you know, nothing is ever put in front of a TV uh, on entertainment spaces. Uh, oh. Nothing. You know, top of it, now, that might be too accessible for everybody. <laughs> I think that's probably done for aesthetic reasons. It's like, so what? Who cares? Mm-hmm. But even in the, the modest bezel that's on this thing. Uh, so that's like the, the one weird thing. But uh, let's get to some uh, free stuff that is coming out here uh, in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, for PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold, we have lineups. And I decided to add this week uh, Epic Game Store. Because that's still a thing that's going on, and they're adding interesting stuff. Yep. Uh, for PlayStation Plus, they are continuing what they did last month in offering three games. Uh, one for uh, PS5 and two more for PS4. Uh, though this month the PS5 game is also on PS4. They haven't done anything like uh, Bug Snacks and made it a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that game is Worms Rumble, coming out December 1st. Uh, the new Worms game, which I got to play in the beta that happened a few weeks ago on PS4. Uh, and that game's pretty neat. It's not a Worms game as such, as far yeah. as the turn-based aspect of it. But it is like a side-scrolling multiplayer game, like a Crash Commando on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has all the weapons from... Or most of them from the previous games. In the, the tutorial, you can kind of get to a point where you can just go around... They give you all the weapons to mess with, that kind of stuff. And it seemed like a good bit of them, uh, from rocket launchers to shotguns, assault rifles, all that kind of stuff, uh, to, like, grenades and sheep and all that kind of stuff as well. So you also got jetpacks and all that kind of stuff to get around in. So that is uh, pretty neat. I think once you level up your account a bit more, you get access to, like, the Battle Royale-style modes, too. Uh, so that could be a pretty cool game to check out here on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday's the first. Uh, for the PS4 stuff, uh, that is Just Cause 4, uh, which at the very least should run better on a PS5. Uh, 
That is a game I've tried to get into. Is a big fan of Just Cause two and three. Uh, that fourth game just doesn't feel like it, at least within the first few hours. Uh, a lot of the the stuff they have you do in there is not just you know exploring, taking out, uh, or going into the various towns that have been taken over by the the fascist force and you know blowing up their their propaganda stuff and their you know explosive tanks and all this kind of stuff, but uh, you're kind of doing missions to push back like territory. Uh, on the map, like you can see, like what territory like the the fascist regime has, and you're kind of expanding the the rebels' territory around all that kind of stuff. So it's like a little bit of uh, blown up stuff, but a lot of your time is spent doing these uh, missions and uh, challenges and such that kind of take away from what the the coolest part of uh, Just Cause two and three were. So. Maybe I'll give it another shot and see, push past that initial first few hours. Because I didn't even get to see, like, the, uh, like, tornado uh, and, like, weather tech that's in that game. And that's supposed to be a big part of it, so we did not really put that too much in those first few hours. And the, uh, yeah, so the the third game here is Rocket Arena, which is the EA game that uh, came and went, not really making too much of an impact. Uh, they even put out codes for free on a few of the platforms for a small amount of people. Now they're just going for PlayStation Plus. Assuming, I think they'll hope they'll get like a Fall Guys-style boost out of it, uh, which could work. Um, it's a 3v3 uh, game. A lot of uh, heroes in it. Maybe like 8 or 12, something like that. Uh, they got season passes and like the uh, the combat, despite being like more third-person shooters, still kind of has an element of smash to it, where you're kind of uh, filling up a meter on the on an enemy player, and then that makes them available for like a knockout shot. So like the next uh, hit they get from you know bullet or rockets or whatever uh, knocks them off the map, and so you have different you know, types of matches, you know, classic deathmatch stuff, team deathmatch, or, you know, capturing territory, or all that kind of stuff. Uh, the framework around it's pretty neat. The The gameplay may, may, or, not, may or may not be your thing, but uh, it works pretty well for what it is. Uh, and they also mentioned here that the December the 19th to the 20th, that weekend, they're going to have uh, free online multiplayer uh, so anybody that, even if you don't have PlayStation Plus, you can play the multiplayer modes in your games uh, for that weekend. So that's a nice little bonus there, going into the holidays. Uh, for games with gold, they have, let's see, starting December 1st, is the Raven Remastered. Uh, I think it's like a PC adventure game series. Uh, they got brought over uh, to the consoles. Uh, let's see. Also on the 16th is Bleed 2, which is like an indie side-scrolling shooter kind of game. Kind of neat, but uh, seems like a fairly one-note from what I saw. 
Uh, for the 360 stuff, there is Saints Row Get Out of Hell. Uh, which that's a neat little game. That's like the most cracked down of all the, the Saints Row games. Whereas 4 was uh, very much trying to be cracked down-ish. Uh, Saints Row Get Out of Hell kind of is very much uh, cracked down with lots of orbs to collect and all that. But it's kind of a smaller game. Uh, so you got like a smaller area to explore uh, and all that. And also has a bit of musical aspect to it. Uh, so yeah, that game kind of uh, works out pretty well. Uh, and the other 360 games come out on the 16th is Stacking. It's a double fine game. Uh, one that is actually pretty neat. Uh, very much based on Metrioska dolls. Uh, those kind of Russian stacking dolls that you've probably seen. Uh, but with some good humor, as Double Fine is known for and all that, so... Uh, that works out pretty well. So yeah, that is a, a pretty decent lineup there. Nothing really big there, but uh, the the PlayStation lineup is probably pretty pretty good as well. Getting at least something new here. And uh be curious to see if they continue the PS5 stuff going into January, because I know they got uh, a game coming out in February that uh Destruction All Stars. So that's kinda coming on the up in February for that. And uh kinda to top this off, I wanted to mention the Epic Game Store stuff that's this week. There is Mud Runner, uh which is free right now up to the third December. That is uh, a fun little game where you're kind of delivering uh, usually wood uh, across this map. Uh, and the thing is you're using these heavy-duty vehicles that are trying to get through very muddy, uh, murky kind of areas. Uh, a lot of dealing with, you know, your manual transmission... Uh, even potentially in spots using a winch to pull your vehicle around. Uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a fun little weird game to it that uh, uh, is pretty interesting Like s- simulation of this kind of stuff. I remember streaming the PS4 version of Mudrunner and doing pretty well. And then at the end of the stream just crashing my uh, uh, vehicle... Uh, just going over a hill, just went at the wrong angle and just tipped me over and ended that mission because you gotta start all over again. So that was annoying, but uh, a fun, fun stream. And uh, coming up here on the third, uh, they are adding Cave Story Plus, uh, which for those that have not played that, that is a, a pretty fun little game that uh, is kind of a kind of Metroid-ish kind of uh, to it. There's like a leveling mechanic, but it's not necessarily like a, a Symphony of the Night or anything. You just have a way of like maxing out your weapon's uh, abilities, but getting hits, you lose some of that XP. So you're kind of trying to keep uh, keep your runs going as well as you can, trying to get through the levels, find the items you need, and progress and take out bosses and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the Epic Game Store stuff uh, for this week and next. Yeah, Cave Story, uh, absolutely one of those games you have to play. Um, that game is like that. That game is all without Cave Story, you probably wouldn't have like you probably wouldn't have like Undertale, or you wouldn't have like 
you know, all the stuff from Super Giant. It was like the first, uh, like indie game to really take off. Yeah, especially as, as like, a, like it's a fan game kind of thing, like like what Spelunky well, it was, was originally. It, it was literally freeware. Yeah, originally. Yeah, like um, what Spelunky was originally was like a a free little thing that you could check out, and they would occasionally add stuff to it. Yeah, uh, it's also it's also one of those games that's also like shows uh, you don't need like really incredible graphics to tell a very compelling story. Yeah. Um, or have a lot of fun gameplay because it's very fun and the story is absolutely compelling. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Nicholas having the uh, the rights to that stuff uh, has unfortunately brought some weird stuff about where like the original game cut made like free uh, like open source. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are making, you know, fan spinoffs or sequels or whatever. And apparently those are getting, uh, cease and desist from Nicalis. Uh, cause they're threatened by people making other, uh, cave story games. You know, if they're not official. It just seems like a good way to piss off the community. Yep. Oh yeah. As, uh, as much as people already have. Kind of not great opinions about uh, Tyron Rodriguez, who runs that mm-hmm. company. Yeah. Uh, that's not doing anything to help out your image. Mm-mm. Right. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the, the free stuff there that you'll be able to get access to here in the, uh, the near future. Uh, let's get to some current console news. The new consoles... Uh, Sony announced that the PS5 launch is their biggest console launch ever. Now uh, that you would know, since nobody can fucking get their hands on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, they mentioned, let's see, we want to thank gamers everywhere for making the PS5 launch our biggest console launch ever. Demand for PS5 is unprecedented. So we want to confirm that more PS5 inventory will be coming to retailers before the end of the year. We stay in touch with your local retailers. And yeah, retailers have not been doing a great job of uh, getting stuck out there to the people. They have not been doing a get- good job of letting people know that they even have stock in the first place. Right? Yeah. 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 I feel like. Well, I feel like. Well, the way that I got the way that I got my pre-order for my PS5, and um, I, I'm sure this is probably the same for a lot of people out there. It, like it wasn't. Well, I got it through Amazon, but it wasn't through like you know. You know, seeing Amazon tweet out like, "Oh, the PS5 is available for pre-order," or getting like an email from them like saying that's available for pre-order, or like refreshing the webpage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was literally, it was literally the only reason I got it was because I had you know Wario 64s tweet notifications turned on and saw that he tweeted it at and just so happened to be like nearby my computer at that time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, like, like. And I I don't have like the uh, like I don't have like the new Xbox. I don't have a Series X or Series S yet. But yeah, like you know, same thing there. Like I've been trying to I I've just kind of like you know looked up like every now and again. Like oh, like you know, I wonder when's one's gonna be in stock. And like the thing I kind of realized is that like none of these yeah like these retailers don't exactly like there's no way to kind of like set yourself up for success uh in regard to like you know trying to uh 
pre-order one of these consoles. Yeah. And like, 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 like you kind of, like you kind of have to just be online at the right time, and that kind that really sucks. Yeah, it's, and different retailers are doing different things. Like Walmart uh, announced, I think on the the twenty fifth, the day before Thanksgiving, they were going to do something at nine p.m. Eastern time. So, mm-hmm. of course, made sure everybody knew about this, so the people had you know their bots ready to go and all that were yeah. uh, ready to go, and apparently went out of stock like within a minute. Of it going live, so the amount of real people that managed to get consoles, uh, probably not as many as uh, they would have thought. It seems like Walmart just doesn't care about doing any bot mitigation stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. from what I've seen, Best Buy and Sony Direct are doing the best on that stuff, because mm. they both kind of throw you into a queue once you're trying to get one. Mm. I think Best Buy is, once you do add the card, it throws you into a queue. Uh, and I think Sony Direct wants like enough people get into or are trying to access like the site. It'll throw you into a queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think from the what people have dug into the company that runs the tech they're using for that stuff, it kind of does it randomized a bit. So mm-hmm. you know, bots that get in there are not going to have any better of a shot than uh, an average person. Mm. So that stuff kind of ends up leading to the best results. Uh, and Sony's Q stuff has also gotten better because they were able to add text to the page to be like, you know, here at 8.43, you know, we'll be going live here in a little bit. Uh, stock is limited, so, you know, and then they'll update, like, okay, we're out of stock, so people can leave, you know, and do whatever else. I think Best Buy's problem is that they're like, oh, we're going to have this available on that Sunday, the mm-hmm. 22nd. Didn't tell anybody when. So, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, is it going to go at midnight Eastern time? It's like, no. Maybe 1 o'clock Eastern time. No. Ended up being at 5 a.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So, 2 a.m. Pacific time, so basically not a good time for anybody, but people either getting up super early or night owls that are staying up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people are able to get their, pick up their order like that day or the next day pretty quickly. Others had to wait a bit, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I heard, mostly good stuff there. Just other than putting it up at such a weird time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just yeah. got retailers like Kohl's, like I mentioned. Like, theirs was up for a suspiciously long time, and obviously they oversold mm-hmm. uh, all that. And uh, others have just gone up at random times. Like, oh, we got like, you know, 500 units and sells out, and people are. Looking at pages, you're like, oh, this looks like it's going to go live. I don't know. Keep an eye on it. Put your mm-hmm. auto-refresh on it. Keep an eye on it. It's just causing all sorts of issues. And Xbox is doing something, at least, where you get to put an order in uh, and then reserve your spot at a future time, sort of, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to end up having to get to a point where I think Phil Spencer's talked about this, like, you know, this isn't a great time to be launching a console. Mm-hmm. Both have had, you know, trouble with that stuff, getting them out there. And may end up having to move to, like, an Apple-style system where you just put your pre-order in, and they fulfill it when they have, you know, stock to fill it out. Mm-hmm. So you may get it day one if you're early enough. If not, you may get it, you know, at the end of the first week or a couple weeks later or whatever. If you want to uh, wait for that, you can. Uh, and I think that would... S- 
solve a lot of people's issues, to know that they've got one coming to them, and that there's no more fuckery about. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's been stressful for a lot of people. I want to talk about people that got screwed over here uh, with the EU launch that was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people ordered from Amazon, because, you know, you generally expect a lot from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of PS5 pre-order people got packages with uh, not their console in it. Nope. But other random stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they put a bunch of tweets from people like, somebody got the box that looks like the size that a PS5 would be in, but had like a Nerf gun in it. Eh. Like another person got one with like a air fryer in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one got a foot massager. Uh, this one has a George Foreman grill in it. Uh, bag of rice, cat food, uh, all this kind of stuff. It's just like, what the hell's going on with these packages? Mm-hmm. And of course, Amazon's customer service isn't able to do anything really. Uh, I think they uh, sent out a message like, we're all about making our customers happy, and that hasn't happened for a small proportion of these orders. Really sorry about that, and are investigating exactly what happened. Reaching out to every customer who's had a problem made us aware that we can put it right. Anyone who's had an issue with any order can come contact our customer service teams for help. Mm-hmm. For I've seen, it's been like oh, maybe ten bucks or so uh, credits. You know, refunding mm-hmm. shipment or the order entirely or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like they've really shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's because of drivers or people in the warehouse like finding ways to steal them mm-hmm. or smuggle them out or something or whatever they're doing. Uh, I think some drivers have been found to have stolen it. Uh, one particular, I think, was supposed to arrive on the kid's birthday. Mm-hmm. Just drove up, marked it delivered, and left with the package. And was like, oh, that's, that's fucked up. Obviously, he lost his yeah. job as a result. Which... Uh, yeah, it also says, like, Amazon doesn't pay their people that well. That people would resort to stealing stuff to potentially yeah. make some money back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole fucked up situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully these people... And, like, Amazon doesn't seem to have the ability or the desire to, like, put these people back into the queue. So that when mm-hmm. they have further stock, they get a second shot at, you know, getting the consoles they paid for. Yeah. Uh, which would seem like a fairly simple thing to do. Just remove, you the, would think. <laughs> remove the shipments uh, record from their their order. Mm-hmm. Or set themselves up a second order with all the same information, you know. Mm-hmm. But no. They're just being like, well, sucks to be you. Here's ten bucks. I'm sure that'll help. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... It's just a, a shitty situation all around. It's not even just PS5s, it's also Xboxes mm. getting the same stuff. Because uh, yeah. it's all limited it's, right it's, now, so... Yeah. Yeah, so like, with, so like with these people that are getting uh, the... Uh, are, that are getting their, uh, you know, like, air fryers and, uh, you know, other shit like that instead of their PS5s, like, uh, well, you mentioned that, like, you know, there might be, like, you know, people stealing them or whatever, but, like, like it's yeah, it is just like wild that um, there wouldn't be any kind of like system to you know like just 
track down whatever package it is that uh, they were supposed to get and just try and get that to them. Because, like, like yeah. it can be presumed if the shipment was, like, like, I feel like it could be, I feel like you could presume that, like, if the uh, package that was supposed to contain a PS5 was shipped to them, that they probably, like, had that stock at some point and then, like, yeah. either sent it to, like, the wrong person or... You know, or it's sitting sitting in a warehouse, or like something happened to it, but it was there at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it's just from what we know of, of Amazon up. warehouses, they they use their cameras a lot to make sure people are working. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think with all those cameras, there would be little, you know, blind spots uh, in the the warehouse where you know nothing could be out of view of a camera to find out like how did this thing get marked as being shipped but not actually get into the box or not actually make it out or somehow get marked as undeliverable. Mm-hmm. You know, hours Maybe. after being claimed to be shipping, it's like, is there... Are people just, like, scanning stuff mm-hmm. to mark it as delivered or shipped or whatever? And It's, it's like, who knows? They're not going to tell right. us. Because that just makes them look bad. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, and like, and like, and like, you can. I mean, you can tell, like, based on that. Uh, was it based on that? Um, like statement that they put out too. Like, uh, was it they? They said something like, uh, like we apologize for like this, uh, this issue that's like affected like a, specifically a small percentage of, um, you know, of uh, shipments or whatever. And you know, I mean, granted, it pro- in the grand scheme of things, it probably is like it probably is a small percentage, but like, you know. Yeah. They, they, like they, they're just trying. Like they're obviously not gonna, you know, report anything like that because, and also they intentionally use language like that to, you know, make, you know, m- make it seem like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's a face. shame because these are expensive products. Uh, so if like TVs they had gone missing like this as well, it would seem very suspicious. In a way, oh, yeah. they would definitely mm-hmm. want to know, like, what the hell happened to these TVs? And these are giant packages. They're not hard to miss. Unlike, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe, like, small things like razors or wires or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Where there's just small packages, like, that stuff can get lost or whatever. But big ones, especially big products that are, you know, highly anticipated, where they're going to get, you know, hundreds of them on a pallet. Uh, mm-hmm. multiple pallets or it's got to be that sort of thing where they're you know saying like oh we need you know all these people uh on deck to be ready for this stuff that's arriving in so we can get it packaged and shipped out on time mm-hmm. people had issues just with that just getting it shipped out in a reasonable manner mm-hmm. for whatever reason so yeah it's yeah it's just a lot of shit i'm sure it's a lot tougher to do this in the, the midst of you know a pandemic like this oh yeah but Amazon's been humming along since it started. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't really missed a beat other than just deprioritizing things that weren't, you know, food or uh, medical stuff uh, for a while there. So mm. who knows what's going on, but it definitely doesn't make Amazon look like a great place to shop for your expensive products. Nope. Right. So hopefully that puts them down a few pegs on people's 
uh, radars for shipping, uh, even yeah. if they lucked out. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of that. Let's talk about some real assholes here. Uh, wait, where did I put this at? There it is. I should have put that here, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if this is tied to any specific, uh, sale of consoles that was going on for PS5s, but there's a group, uh, a scalper group that, uh, managed to start bragging about getting 3,500 systems, PS5s, uh, through their botting. Uh, and selling them for up to three times the retail value. Yeah. Uh, which I believe they have said in some quote, I don't think they have it here, but they're basically saying like, oh, this is to put food on our, you know, our family's tables and pay for Christmas presents and all that. It's like 3,500 PS5s is, I looked it up, like about 1.75 million pounds in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you need Christmas money, there it is. Yeah. Right there, unless you've got, yeah. like, literally, like, you know, hundreds of people working for you to do this, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like what you'd want if you're using bots to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and selling for up to three times that, that's nearly five million pounds. So that's that's uh, exploiting things to a degree that you're not going to have to worry about money for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just the the pure premise of trying to be like, oh, we're we're innocent here. It's like not really. You're exploiting a system to make uh, money off of people that are mm-hmm. desperate. I have more money than time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This just uh, like th- it just sucks. Like this just sucks. And Frank, I'm kind of I am interested to see like I don't know in the in the coming months like. I, oh, I'm curious, like, if there's even, a, like, a way to access this data, like, but, uh, like, I would love to see, like, a breakdown of, like, um, like, uh, I guess, like, the fir- you know, first two, during the first two months of, like, these, co- of, like, uh, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S's, uh, life cycles, like, I would love to see a breakdown during, like, the first two months, specifically, like, during the holiday season of, like, you know, approximately how many of these, uh, approximately how many of these were bots. I feel like it's probably relatively, like, low, but mm. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm just interested to see, like, like, yeah, just how many, exactly how many of these are bots. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know, like there, the, are, um, I know there are sites, like, uh, that are about, you being able to put up your system for sale, like StockX, that kind of stuff, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right now, and they're the lowest ask for the uh, the $500 PS5 is at 945, uh, yeah. which that's almost twice as much. Uh, yeah. People can put in put in for their own prices they're willing to pay, and obviously the ones that are well below that are not going to get answered unless somebody decides to put it up for that specific amounts. Right. But yeah, like these EU ones, like a thousand bucks for those. Uh, more for the ones from Hong Kong and Taiwan and Japan. It's, uh, they're making lots of money because there are more people with time, worth uh, money than time uh, mm-hmm. to spend on getting this stuff, which, you know, if you got the money and can do it, then, you know, all the more power to you for 
securing one and through whatever means you can. Right. Yeah. 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 I imagine like some of the people who are like, you know, purchasing these consoles too, probably, I mean, like, well, probably beyond like people like, you know, like it's probably more than just like, you know, people like us who just, you know, know, want the console, you know, who want to get the consoles to like play on them or like, you know, like write content about, you know, write or like produce content about them too. Uh I feel like, I feel like, I feel like a lot, like, I feel like there's probably like a lot of, people like parents or like grandparents who um you know are trying to get like their kid the new uh xbox or playstation who are probably you know going to end up unfortunately paying like 1.5 you know maybe even like up to twice or who knows even triple like the price the triple the retail price just to you know have that system for their child on you know christmas day and like like that that just really sucks, honestly. <laughs> yeah, though, if you're paying 1500 bucks for your kid's PS5, make sure you let them know and tell them they should not be giving you any shit for at least the next year. Because oh, yeah. you've gone above yeah. and beyond your uh, duty as a parent to get things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's... Uh, I think we're like, all right, you're doing your chores. You're not getting out of that in any way. So get the fucking right. work. You gotta, you gotta work off that fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 You got the premium PS Five. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully demand gets uh, met here at least by spring. I assume there will be a point where it dies down a bit. People get their mm-hmm, stuff yeah. and calm down a bit, and the bots yeah, yeah. no longer have that much power. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Does anyone remember anything like this happening for the like, per, like any of the previous console launches? Like, oh yeah, PS4. It it, yeah. it happened during the P- mm-hmm. oh, okay. Probably right, not yeah, as yeah, I, much of a fury around it like this was because now everybody's online on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, looking at and a lot of us are stuck in our homes, right? And a lot right. of us are stuck in our homes. Yeah. So, you know, there's also that. People have turned yeah, to video true. games over the course of this pandemic for entertainment and ways to connect with other people. Right. Whereas last time around, you could stick with your previous previous consoles for a bit if you weren't part of the uh, the initial launch wave, though. Even then, those were you know, the most available that consoles had ever been <laughs> yeah. uh, for that gen. Uh, and this one's even bigger than that, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Impressive, but I think PS4 and Xbox One kind of got to a point where you could just walk in and get a console by, like, maybe late December, early January. Mm-hmm. They had kind of met the demand at that point. Okay. Cool. But I don't know if that's going to happen this time around. Yeah. It seems like just yeah. the pandemic uh, affecting production and getting things out to retail and all that. And too, too many people insisted on making a buck off of it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully things get better for people. I still haven't gotten one. Hope mm-hmm. the luck gets with them and away from the bots. Let's talk about something uh, else that is not going to be happening here anytime soon. Uh, Studio MDHR, makers of Cuphead, announced that their expansion, the last, deli- uh, the delicious last course, is not coming out uh, this year. I'm not terribly surprised. Like Cuphead itself went through a long development process because, uh, yeah, 
That changed yeah, a that, bit, too. Because it was initially yeah. just all bosses, and then they added some more side-scrolling stages to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they said, uh, while the delicious last course is a continuation of Cuphead and Mugman's Grand Adventures, it's also a conclusion to the story that began on that fateful day at the Devil's Casino. Mm-hmm. In true studio MDHR fashion, we aren't content for this final chapter to be anything less than our best work. Throughout development, we challenge ourselves to put everything we learned from making Cuphead into the quality of the Delicious Last Courses animation, design, and music. Meeting the standard has been extremely challenging for us amid the global pandemic that has affected so many of our fellow developers. Rather than compromise on our uh, vision in response to COVID, we made the difficult decision to push back the release of the Delicious Last Course. So we are confident mm-hmm. it will delight the Cuphead community the way we feel it should. Basically, don't really have a date for it, just when it's done, we're done. Uh, which makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Don't promise any more dates, just say we want to do it right, we'll get it done when we can. And mm-hmm. we'll let you know when that's ready. Yep. So that game is uh, a lot of fun. Hard as hell, but a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's on sale on everything at this point for Black Friday. They mm-hmm. get it for about 15 bucks, which is uh, a hell of a deal. I'll, I'll probably end up picking it up on Switch. I, I haven't gotten around to it. It's been one of those uh, I've been meaning to. I, I've been interested since they like since they revealed it like way a long, long time ago. But I yeah, just mm-hmm. never got around to it. Yeah, yeah. I played it. I reviewed it. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it is it is also incredibly difficult. Um, yeah, it does do a smart is, thing in showing you like a timeline of the like the different forms of the bosses fights and it's like oh you yeah, got I mean, you know through two phases you're like oh i almost got to the end okay mm-hmm. i'll keep trying mm. you know it's kind of like a boss fight in a souls game where you're like oh i got him down to you know two-thirds yeah, um, right. i know i have a little bit more to go you know just keep finding your your cycle of attacks and just keep mm-hmm. nailing execution that kind of thing yeah, gotcha. But the uh, the aesthetic is absolutely gorgeous. Oh um, yeah, and it never stops impressing you. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely worth playing. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun game. People should definitely check out Cuphead if you have not. Uh, while you're waiting for the next uh, expansion, that will add the last bit of content for that game. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about another game that is uh. Unfortunately, ending a good portion of its content. Uh, Super yeah. Mario Maker for the Wii U. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is going... They're taking down online functionality mm-hmm. that uh, affects the ability to upload courses to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as that Super Mario Maker bookmark sites they made for that, which yeah. made it convenient to find other people's stages and share them. Mm-hmm. Which they never did for the second one. Uh, is also going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. But it seems like uh, that's going to end on the 31st of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, a day that a lot of things will end for Nintendo, supposedly. Oh, yeah. Uh, a number of games are going to be removed from sale or whatever it's at a, that point. It, that's a, that's a, it's March 31st is such a cryptic date. Like, who knows what's going to happen after that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a new Switch then. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, let me see. 
Uh, players can still play Super Mario Maker for Wii U, but the game will be removed from sale on Nintendo eShop on January 13th, 2021. Yeah. I'll probably say at this point, don't buy the game on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Not on Just 3DS Super especially. Just Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Stick with the new game. Unless you want to like somehow archive those stages, I don't know. Uh, they say it'll possibly it will still be possible to play courses that were uploaded before the course upload feature is discontinued, and to re-download the game after it's removed from Nintendo eShop. There'll be no impact on the Super Mario Maker 2 game for the Nintendo Switch system. Uh, we'd like to thank all players for supporting Mario, Super Mario Maker on Wii U over the past five years. So I guess you should still be able to download levels that people have uploaded, at least from the way they've put this here. You just can't upload anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's just weird. Uh, especially since they're taking the game down. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's like, well, if you could still play all the, the courses that are up there. But then they're taking the, the bookmark site down, so maybe it's... Yeah, I think they could probably word this better. Mm. But I guess we'll have to wait and see if there's more news that the whole thing is being taken down. You can't download any new stages. Mm-hmm. Either, so who knows? But yeah, that's uh, a cool game that Nintendo made on the Wii U that is largely done at this point. Mm. But yeah, uh, let's talk about what Rockstar is working on next, and that is uh, branching off the Red Dead Online from Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. as a standalone release for $5. Yep. Uh, starting December 1st, so that's on Tuesday. Until February 15th, 2021, uh, you can get it on Epic Game Store, Steam, uh, PlayStation, and Microsoft stores for $5, as well as the Rockstar Game Launcher. Yep. I assume that means it's going to be going up in price, uh, from the way that's worded. Uh, Which is one way to get that game, that online mode, out to people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because... It has not really taken off the way they had hoped. No. Not the way that GTA Online has Mm -hmm. uh, blossomed into one of the biggest games in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, speaking of GTA Online, they are spinning that off as its own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be, I think, free for PlayStation Plus members on PS5 when that happens in the, sometime early next year. Yeah. Uh, they might also be selling the campaign separately as well, or maybe an upgrade for the online thing. Who knows? But that game has sold incredibly well over the course of this generation, GTA V. Red Dead Redemption 2 has also sold really well, but just not as well as GTA V has, which is wild to see a game from uh, the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, dominate the one following it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy to think that, well, GTA basically skipped this entire past, well, they did skip this entire past generation, like, uh, and it's just weird thinking about, like, the past two generations, because, like, the PS2, Xbox generation had, like, you know, they, they had, I don't know how many, there were a lot of, like, Grand Theft Auto games that came out for those systems, and then, like, the 360 and PS3 had GTA 4, like three, like pretty substantial, like single player expansions, and then GTA Five, and then, uh, yeah, the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, we just got a port, we just got a port of GTA Five, and it it just sold, 
yeah, like it, it just never stopped selling well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, yeah, we just never got a, uh, uh, yeah, we never got a, uh, a GTA like a new GTA for that generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they kept adding stuff to GTA Online. That was kind of the the new yeah. game for a lot of people. It's just like, oh, here's new racing missions. Here's this whole weird, uh, you know, online stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot more ways for people to just fuck with each other. Yeah, uh, and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like I'll 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 probably have to uh, check out more of GTA Online one of these days. But like, I, I've I'll see like uh, advertisements for it sometime, and like, mm-hmm. like I think on the PS5 like Explore screen, um, like, uh, yeah, on the home screen, like there's like the Explore tab on the UI, and it'll like show you like you know just like stuff like from like the uh, store and whatnot. And like mm-hmm. one of one of them was like advertising GTA Online, but it it looked like a like I couldn't tell it was that at first because it it was like these two people that were in like you know they they looked like they were straight out of Tron like they were like uh in like you know glowing like yeah glowing suits on like you know glowing bikes that also look straight out of Tron mm-hmm. and like like I mean, if anything it's definitely kind of encouraged me to check out. GTA Online a little bit just because uh, I mean it, it, the last time I played it was probably like not too long after the uh, after GTA Five like came out for like uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One so it, it de- definitely looks like a lot of shit has changed since then. Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot better. They had that first person mode. Uh, it runs a lot better because. That game on uh, the previous consoles just ran like shit yeah. uh, for what it was doing, which definitely wasn't that great uh, to see that for you know their flagship versions because they weren't selling the PC version at any point uh, yeah. for a little bit after launch. But yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do next time, how, how big the online mode will be in that compared to the campaign. Because the, the online mode came out a bit later. Uh, I think it was like a month later, or a few weeks later. And definitely did not do well at launch, because it just it didn't run super well. It was kind of confusing, and then eventually it got to a point where people could just kind of do what they want in it. And that's where it took off. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, Red Dead Online starts to take off uh, a bit more now that it's going to be uh, a much cheaper thing you can get, not to deal with uh, <laughs> that messy campaign stuff. Uh, it make it a lot easier for people to get into that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's talk about uh, a game that has been ported to PC that uh, you probably you may not even know existed. Uh, and if you do, you know of them as being two of the worst games. Uh, to be attached to Nintendo's properties mm-hmm. uh, ever. Uh, this is uh, two of the three Zelda games that uh, Nintendo published on the Philips CDI. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Zelda Faces of Evil and Zelda Wand of Gamelon. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy. Nintendo doesn't really recognize as uh, canonical games for obvious reasons. They pretty much don't recognize it as existing. <laughs> yeah, because they're kind of based one... off of the cartoon. Uh, well, or is it just 
Well, Similar here's the thing. To that. Um, well, but, but let me put it this way. Um, have you ever wondered why it is that it wasn't up until recently that Nintendo actually started licensing like their properties to like third party groups? Well, here's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> these games are the well, not just these, but also the uh like uh Mario Hotel and Mario is Missing, um those educational games that were also put on the CDI. Yeah. Um yeah, and for people that don't know, CDI was like a a CD game platform that was kind of the rival to the PlayStation. It uh, was essentially, well, it was, I think from what I've heard, it was originally supposed to be a, a like, it was supposed to be like the, like the world's first, like, combination, like, uh, you know, it was supposed to be both like a, PC slash VCR type thing where you could also watch movies as well as like have interactive experiences on it. And for some reason, somewhere in the middle of developing this thing, uh, they decided they wanted to get into the games world. So they decided, yeah, we'll uh, also make this a games thing as well. Um, yeah. And the problem with that is, well, twofold. One, uh, it runs like shit. <laughs> uh, second, uh, even though they apparently came up with the idea of putting the game, put it, making games as a part of it, um, they never really fixed the uh, the um, well, n- not really fixed. They never really like redirected the design for like the controller for this thing for games because the CDI controller, the quote unquote presentation controller, is arguably the worst uh controller ever designed for what is supposed to be a gaming console just absolutely worse yeah um, it's i'm looking at it here the the d-pad is like a a disc mm-hmm. also looks like you can kind of screw like a joystick into it yeah thing uh and the face buttons have uh how do i describe these things on them it's like they're dots the yep. top and the bottom one are yep. the same. It says one yep. dot. The one let, on the right is two way. dots, and the one on the left yep. is like one dot slash two dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let me put it this way. Do you remember the old, uh, the, have you ever seen like the old controller for the ColecoVision? It's like, it's like a knob for a joystick and then like a number pad underneath it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing makes sense compared to this. Yeah. And now, now, on top of all of that, okay, on top of all of that, you then have these two Zelda games, Legend of Zelda games, that were specifically licensed out to this company. Um, I forget what the name of the company was. Um, but here's the thing you got to know is... Both of these games were pretty much, with the exception of, like, I think the music and the voice acting, most of it was basically done by one guy. (laughs) Um, And the... Pretty much everyone, the one thing everybody remembers these games for are those god-awful cutscenes. Yeah. And they are. It was made by Animation Magic, a Russian-American animation studio. Yep, that's the group. 
Um, and this wasn't the the last time they did games for the CDI either. Uh, they actually did a the animation design for a side scrolling beat 'em up. And yeah, they worked on Hotel Mario, mm-hmm. King's Quest Seven. Yep. The Princessless Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Warcraft Adventures game. Yeah, that last one was actually arguably what ultimately killed that company. Because those you don't know, that Warcraft Adventures game never came out. Um, for those you don't know, it was supposed. If you've ever like gone to like played Warcraft and then suddenly played World of Warcraft and are thinking, wait, when did Thrall suddenly become like a hero? Warcraft Adventures is supposed to tell you how that happens. Um, yeah, but basically, and as for like that side-scrolling beat 'em up, I'm talking about that they did. Uh, yeah, if you thought the 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 cutscenes for uh, the Zelda games were nightmare-inducing. You ain't seen nothing yet, because <laughs> that freaking that freaking game has is just it will it will live on in your brain forever and ever and ever. Yeah, and the yeah. games themselves are side-scrolling. Yeah, and the art actually looks it looks good for a game of that era. It's uh, like painterly, problem, but. Though. Yeah, actually, yeah, moving around actual, sucks terribly. Yeah, the actual, like... If it wasn't uh, a Zelda game, it wasn't supposed to be a Zelda game, you'd be like, oh, this looks pretty good for, like, a game in the mid-90s. No, no, you wouldn't, because... I mean, just looking at the screenshots for it. Yeah, like if you a, look at the screenshots, it looks really good. And it, it is true that both the, uh, the um, like, the sprites for the characters are pretty good for the era, and it's also true that, you know, the environment art is very detailed and painterly, and actually really gorgeous on the outset, until yeah. you actually play it, and then you start to see uh, a problem with this whole thing, which is that the game doesn't really do a good job of showing you what you can walk on. Yeah, it's... You can tell these are games made by people not used to making games. Yeah. Where, you know, a lot of games on, like, Super Nintendo and whatnot, you know, you're making terrain usually pretty flat, mm-hmm. uh, making it obvious when there are platforms to jump to and all that. Obviously, some games would fail to even do that. Uh, well, but this is like, oh, we made, we made these backgrounds first, and then we figured out how to make the characters move on to them. Like, what is you know interact and interactable parts of them? What you can actually stand on? Yeah, um, and also the way that like it's uh, it's a uh, the the like stuff like the resources and stuff you got to gather. Like some of it doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. Um, rope for example, to uh, climb up to uh, platforms that are a little, you know, higher up than you can get to. You would think, oh, I can just get a rope and then I can use it. No, you have to, a rope is literally one use only, so you have to buy multiple ropes. Uh, Other problem is uh, there are several parts in this game where it is pitch dark and you cannot see what is around you unless you have a lantern, which is fine. But the problem is that um, the lantern needs lantern oil, and the lantern oil uh, will very quickly, um, very quickly run out if you're not careful. So you've got to buy multiple 
uh, things of lantern oil. <laughs> um, it's it's incredibly frustrating. I'm going to be completely honest with all of you. If you really want to see what these games look like in action, just uh, just go watch the uh, the Gang Grumps playthroughs of them. It's far more, you know, you'll actually get to see what these games are like without actually having to suffer playing through them. And you can watch Aaron Hansen slowly lose, lose his mind. So, yeah, just just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Save I remember. Save yourself the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember, like, um, back in, like, oh, God, like, like, kind of the late 2000s, like, around, right around when, YouTube, when YouTube poop started being yeah, a thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember like like some of the some of the cutscenes from these games have been like burned into my memory just because I remember like watching like so many videos just like need like you know yeah I was just like kid on the internet just watching so many videos just memeing on the cutscenes mm-hmm. from from this game yep. and uh yeah 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 like uh uh like uh, I I might have to. I don't know, maybe I'll end up checking out the quote-unquote remastered version just to see what it's like, because, like, cause, yeah, like, I remember, like, pretty much everything about the cutscenes, but I actually don't know if I've ever actually seen gameplay of these. Yeah, like I said, just watch the Game Grumps yeah. playthroughs. You could save yourself the pain. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the it's better. It's not worth that. it, trust me. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Giant Bomb do their own play of that stuff and a bunch of other CDI stuff. Yeah. It's one of those weird little holes they'll dive into on occasion when they can get a bunch of games on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, that's like the... A lot of the other systems of that era. So you can just run into some games like, this game's bad but there's like one good thing about it. It's like, oh, the music's great or something like that. Uh, and yeah, like these games came out about because of uh, Nintendo partnered with Sony to make the PlayStation to do, yeah. like, CD-based games and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, before uh, Sony decided to say, fuck it, we'll make the PlayStation our own, they were, like, in partnership with Nintendo. Yeah, so make, like, a, a CD-based, like, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, that would be a bit basically. more powerful, and then uh, at some point, Nintendo got fed up with Sony. Yeah, and Sony said, and fuck st- it, we'll go and do, yeah. our, do our own system. And announced that they were doing a deal with uh, Philips. For the CDI platform as their new like place to do CD games. Yeah, and, and it went so poorly uh, they didn't do a disc-based media until 2001 with the GameCube. Yeah, uh, because of that thing with uh, Philips, yeah, they, you know they were able to sort of they allowed them to license out their stuff, and that is literally the you know like up until like especially like really up until like the Wii U. Um, well, not maybe the Wii. Um, no, really, it would be probably the Wii U or the Switch. You notice that you know they didn't really like loan out their characters or their properties to, for other companies to like make games based around them. And no, this is the kinda reason they kind of did that on the GameCube with like the the DDR game that had Mario stuff in it. Yeah, uh, technically, NBA. yeah, but I mean like a full fledged yeah. game and not like a yeah. Those were very yeah, much like, of that era where, like, uh, Soul Calibur got, like, a different special character for each of the platforms. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And, where, like, the, the Nintendo versions of the of NBA Street and DDR and all that kind of stuff got, like, Mario stuff in it. 
yeah. in a fun little way. And but anyway, the point is, this is this and those those Mario Hotel and all that stuff is the reason why uh, Nintendo was very stingy with their properties until fairly recently. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, the uh, I feel like maybe that uh, that Mario movie might have had something to do with it too. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, probably good one-two punch there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fun but... fact, by the way, they're uh, they are they are still the new Mario film is still in production. So yeah, yeah, yep. That's a 3D animated film. So yeah, so. It looks like in very recently, in the past probably few hours, uh, the guy that made these took down the download for him. Yeah, probably because yeah, in, like yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah, Nintendo I mean, was throwing. It was him apparently, around. according to him, he says it was more like a learning experience exercise type thing. Yeah. Um, just I guess he, he probably doesn't do it. want it to be seen as like distributing this. Yeah. Probably. Um, so so we have to probably find other means of acquiring this stuff. Yeah. Just look for torrents. They'll be out there soon. Yeah. If, but yeah. Or do what I did and just watch the Game Grumps playthrough. Because, again, it's not worth it. Yeah, or you Even can probably emulate it, I assume. You I assume could. CDI no, actually, no. You, uh, as far as I know, CDI games cannot be emulated. Like It is legit impossible. Okay, well... Or maybe it's on the the Mister, that whole thing. Maybe somebody's figured out a core for that system, because uh, they're like trying to work on like Dreamcast compatibility mm-hmm. for that stuff. So maybe somebody's figured that out. I don't know, but whatever. You can uh, find ways of experiencing this game directly or indirectly out there, and maybe better to do it indirectly. Yeah, somebody else seriously for your entertainment. Let's talk about old games that people might actually want to play in this day and age. Like, uh, these next two are Square Enix games. Them deciding, uh, uh, old games, uh, both in the more recent terms and, uh, a few generations ago are coming mm-hmm. to newer platforms. Yeah. That is Saga Frontier Remastered for the first one here. Yep. Uh, coming to PS4, Switch, Steam, iOS, and Android. Summer 2021. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep, this that was, is uh, this is one of the Square, or was this an Enix game? Nope, this is SquareSoft. Okay, yeah, this is one of the, the Square games they put out in a barrage of JRPGs. Uh, yeah, this is part of the the Saga series. Yeah, that went uh, on for came, a while. Mm-hmm. I think into the PS2 generation, and they kind of stopped. Yeah, because this particular one came out on the PS1. And yeah. uh, it was you you know it's a PS1 title because this was. As we, me and Pat often say, this was back in the day where if you went to the PlayStation aisle of the game store and you saw a game where it was like a, it had like a snowy white background, you knew that you were in for a good time. Because they basically, Squaresoft had all of their, they unified sort of all of their package design that way. So, yeah. and uh, this is one of those games that came out during that era. Yeah, this was a... Uh... It was like a 2.5D kind of game, mm-hmm. uh, from what the the trailer shows. Uh, it looks like a sort of game where you're playing through through it multiple times, 
different protagonists yep. you're picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven main characters in the original game. They're adding an eighth one here. Uh, Fuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the story is handled by the Saga series general director Akitoshi Kawazu. Yep. Uh, and game writer slash novelist Benny Matsuyama. Uh, with yep. new music by composer Kenji Ito. Mm-hmm. So got the, the crew together. Yeah, you can unlock the new protagonist by clearing the stories of the other seven. So you got to put in some time for that. Is it a long game? It's probably not if they want you to play through it seven times. Yeah. I assume it's probably not more than maybe 10 to 20 hours mm-hmm. for each run. But uh, yep. maybe one of those kind of things where you, you know what you're doing after the first one. You kind of blaze through it a bit faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're doing that. Uh, yeah, Fuse is a member of the IRPO, the region's organization for the maintenance of public order. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cop. Yep. Uh, his name, his real name is Lostar, or Lostar. Mm-hmm. He's given the name Crazy Fuse because of the way he goes out of control when he loses his temper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, missing events have been implemented. There were some events in Acellus's story that were not implement, implemented in the original release. Yep. So they have sort of fully put them back in. Uh, and it's remastered with beautiful graphics and useful features. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, of that bullet points. Uh, game's image remains unchanged, but the quality graphics... The graphics quality has been enhanced. Characters, backgrounds, and monsters have all been made in high resolution. Amazing menus have been revamped to be more user-friendly. Quality life features like two-time speed have also been added. So doing kind of that Square Enix stuff where you can fast-forward things, maybe make your guys, like, ultra-powerful so you can just get through fights more easily, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that seems like it's going to be a neat game uh, to check out when it comes out. Yep. Hopefully it's in the more, like, 20 to $30 range. Mm-hmm. Not uh, expecting, like, 50 or 60 out of that. Nah. But uh, that seems like a neat thing to... Check out when it comes out. Uh, here's the thing that uh, nobody expected. Uh, a sequel to The World Ends With You is uh, yeah. on the way also for well, summer 2021. Well, The World Ends With You, I mean, that game did kind of... Uh, I mean, they when they sort of absorbed it into the whole Kingdom Hearts Milo, uh, a lot of people kind of heard the... Uh, or the uh, or, you know rediscovered that old game. Um, yeah, and they put out I, again on the Switch. Yeah, I played it back in the day. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was one of those games that was kind of a cult hit. Didn't get too yeah. many copies printed, so it was like a little hard to find for a while. I like think it's probably not too bad these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can also get it on Switch, which has its own. Issues as a game that was uh, intended for touchscreen. Uh, yeah. So I think it's not playable on TV mode. Mm. Uh, but this sequel is coming to the PS4 and the Switch, uh, which makes me wonder, like, are they going to put the original game on the PS4? Because that would seem they like might. a thing you would probably want to do if you're going to sell them a sequel. Uh, it, it would, but the thing is, if you've ever thing with that is they would basically have to completely redo the, the controls for that game because yeah the original game was a it was it was it was it came out right around the time when it, it wasn't the 3ds it was game boy advance 
um, when they started doing the two screens thing. And they, you know, like that game, in order to play it, you know, you're literally controlling like two characters at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they would have to redo the, uh, they would have to pretty much redo the control scheme for that game if they do try to bring it to a new console. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this game, this new game's obviously not gonna probably control like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's gonna be on a console that can't really do touchscreen to the, the same extent. Nope. Uh, there's also an anime adaptation that's dropping April 2021 mm-hmm. for that. And also this this new game is called Neo, The World Ends With You. Yep. To make it not confusing at all. Mm. Just put the old game's name in the title of the new game. So people are like, is this a remaster? Is this a remake? Mm. No, it's a sequel. See, it says Neo. Like, new. Because we're Japanese. Can't just yeah. say, The World Ends With You too. No. But it looks like you got a full like 3D city to explore, new cast of characters, yeah, exploring the residential and financial districts of, uh, it doesn't say what city it is, but uh, yeah, you get to follow the original character, Neku Sakuraba. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's going to be neat to see what that, I was like, I've seen a lot of people compare it to uh, Persona 5, mm-hmm. which... It's not really surprising because both are kind of based on the the same kind of anime tropes. Yeah, of the, um, the kid in Japan, where trying to lead a normal life but with weird shit going on around him. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Um, difference here is that uh, this game takes place entirely in Haki- in Akihabara. Yeah. So the Persona games yeah. take place in their own their own Japanese uh, cities. Yeah. Like, mostly fictional? Uh, no. The fifth one was in Tokyo. Okay. So, yeah. That was the first one. So you you ended up going to, like, a lot of the places in a lot of the big districts in Tokyo, including Akihabara. Yeah. So, you know, like, Shinjuku is there. You can also go to Shinjuku. Stuff like that. Yep. All right, let's get to something unfortunate that seems like it's happening uh, there's a report that SNK has been sold, or a large stake of, uh, of their company has been sold to foreign investors, which is not really new for SNK. Mm-hmm. They've had that happen uh, over the years uh, with like Playmore and all that. Uh, this mm-hmm. time, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's not necessarily a great uh, company, it seems. Uh, it is a company called... Uh, EGDC, Electronic Gaming Development Company, you know, original name. Yeah. Uh, but that company is owned, uh, or is located in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and particularly founded by Mohammed bin Salman. The Crown Prince. Yeah, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, who's running the country now. Yeah. Uh, is well known for a host of awful issues, human rights violations, yeah. Uh, the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. Former Washington Post journalist. his body and then claiming yeah, that, shit like that that hadn't happened. Yeah. Or that the people were unaffiliated with him, even though they very much were. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that good stuff. 
And yeah, they are reported to be acquiring a controlling stake in the company. Not all of it, but uh, they would be purchasing 28.8% of uh, the Chinese company that currently owns the majority stake of SNK. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that company's name called? Zuikaku's stake? No, that's mm-hmm. the that's the original SNK company. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're pressing 28.8% of that stake. A total of 6.06 million shares. After three months, they have the option to purchase more shares, including potentially Perfect World stake in the company. Mm. Okay, Zuikaku is the Hong Kong-based company that uh, owns the majority stake of SNK. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's... Uh, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate for SNK fans where things look like they were turning around for the company. Put yeah. out quality games uh, in uh, the past few years under new leadership. And now this gets thrown in the rancher and it's going to cause fans to be like, okay, do we still want to support this company? Should this actually be happening? Mm-hmm. And that's never fun. Nope. Yeah, that's going to... That's going to become a big thing for SNK fans wanting to support, you know, a long-running uh, company they've, you know, seen grow from the days of the Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. I look like they're heading in the right direction with Samurai Showdown and KOF 14 and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. I saw something good that's happening: a new studio is forming with uh, former devs of Ubisoft and Bioware, particularly. Mm-hmm. Being led by uh, Mike Laidlaw, mm-hmm. former leader of the Dragon Age games at Bioware. Yep. And yep. yeah, it is being called Yellow Brick Games mm-hmm. because, of course, they pick an Oz reference because mm-hmm. they're nerds. Uh, yeah, the creative minds behind this studio you know, worked on Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age. Uh, so they know a lot about, you know, making worlds for games and all that. Uh, the COO is a guy named Jeff Skalski. Uh, talking a bit here. Let's see, Mike Layla will be CCO, Chief Creative Officer. Uh-huh. Jeff Skalski is the studio's executive producer and chief operating officer. Thomas Giroux is chief executive producer. And Frederick St. Laurent as game director. Oh. So it seems like a pretty solid crew there. Going to be working on stuff with uh, 15 people at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're working on an original game for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So that'd be exciting to see what they can do. Especially seeing yeah, somebody they... like Mark Laidlaw see what he's working on now. Yep. After he's free um... of the Bioware uh, weights on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, so he's gone to do this, and uh, Drew Carpachine, you know, the guy behind Mass Effect, he's gone off to uh, help found Archetype. Uh, okay. With uh, James Olin and Chad Robertson. So uh, a lot of the old Bioware van- Vanguard have gone on to found their own companies. Um, yeah. And the the one guy that helped with the Mass Effect series sort of left to go to Microsoft 
then came back to Bioware kind of shortly before Anthem yeah. was launching, and he didn't have any ability to really steer that any other way. But yeah. they're working on writing that ship, hopefully. Yeah. Working on a new Mass Effect and a new Dragon Age. You know. And the remaster. Don't forget that. They're yep. doing the uh, they, the whole remastered tri- Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, so they're just... You know, taking it easy, not doing much. Supposed to come out. That's actually supposed to come out early next, sometime in spring of next year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the they got a lot of stuff to work on. Oh yeah. Hopefully, it's a lot better than what they've done this gener this past generation. Uh, you know, again, after they fixed the graphical and control issues with Mass Effect Andromeda, it's actually really good. Yeah, um, but so you can't it, really fix the reputation. Yeah, I mean, I know it's got the reputation, but yeah, if you yeah. if you can get a hold of it now, play it. Let you know, let all the patches in and play it. It's actually really good. Yeah, um, it's, ac- it's actually uh, included on Andromeda as well as the rest of the Mass Effect series. But Andromeda is actually is actually on EA Play which yeah if you if you have Xbox Game Pass you also have EA Play therefore you have Mass Effect Andromeda at no additional cost. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as for Anthem, yeah, they are working on what they're calling Anthem 2.0 which is you know essentially they're trying to write the ship on that one. Yeah. Um and I mean if they could if Bungie could do it for Destiny uh, Destiny 2, then, yeah, the Bioware people can do it for Anthem. So, yeah. I'm rooting for them. I would say Destiny had a much more solid base to build on yeah, than but, Anthem. But, so, hopefully, yeah. it felt like they were on much shakier ground, tried to fix what they could, and realized mm-hmm. it was going to need more than just simple updates. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... Seems like all of that for Bioware is happening at least next year, or we will see much more of it next year. Yeah. Should at least have the new Anthem stuff in the Mass Effect trilogy uh, next year. What else comes after that? I don't know. We'll see. We should at least Mm -hmm. see more of what Dragon Age and Mass Effect are going to be. So that'll be Mm -hmm. be something we have to do here in the next few weeks, is sort of looking at 2021 or 2021 mm-hmm. as normal people mm-hmm. say it uh, and see like what next year is going to be because it's certainly hard to be weirder than this year has been for yeah. games well fortunately right. fortunately by this time next year there's going to be a va- there's going to be a vaccine out so that's yeah the first good that's the first bit of thing that'll make 2021 much better we'll also have a new administration so there's also that, right? Um, oh yeah, 2021's already looking up. <laughs> yeah, in just those two ways. Now we just got to get video games to release. Yeah, because that's been a big issue for a lot of studios. Well, the one of those big releases is happening next week, so maybe, hopefully. Mm-hmm. There's always time, Brandon. Yeah, I know. They have proven that because the game is actually out and about in the wild now. So, ah, that's happened. Still, yeah, Yeah. games have gone out before they've before they've been actually ready. 
to release. Oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah, um, I was gonna say be on the lookout for those uh, cyberpunk spoilers. Yeah, I yeah. warned everyone about that last week. Yeah, that's how you do it. You, if you want to search for cyberpunk on YouTube, put it in incognito yeah. mode. Yep. Then it won't surface all things related to cyberpunk, including spoilers. Uh, yeah. To your main feed. Yeah. Use that for anything that could potentially be sketchy. Yeah. And your YouTube feed won't be infested. Nope. That's how you solve right. the internet. Just put it all in a nice sandbox that prevents it from getting out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is uh, that is our show for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another heaping pile of news as we get ready for the Game Awards the week after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is next Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the time being... We've been Dazer Updates. Thank you to Brandon and John Yulanik for being here. We'll be back with you next Sunday or so, whenever we get these episodes out and service to you. But uh, we'll see you guys then, and have a good one. Yay, Cyberpunk's almost here. Yep.